PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. Supply chain issues. It sends shivers down my spine when I hear it. It's another side effect of COVID that we're still working through. Or are we? Has it affected solar too? What is it like to be a solar product supplier these days? To answer those questions and more, Brian Douglas, VP of Sales for Charge Solar, a national supplier of solar energy storage and EV charging systems, joins the podcast. Brian, thanks for sitting down with me today. Thanks for taking the time. So first off, a little bit of background on yourself and Charge Solar. Sure, yeah. I started in the solar industry in 2005 in its infancy uh, with a small company called Soltech Power Source. And uh, we got acquired and uh, we butted off to become HES. We recently had a rename uh, to Charge Solar. Uh, I've done every position in the industry from production, manufacturing, being on roofs, purchasing, uh, and then I landed in a home managing the sales team. Originally regional manager, then moved into VP. So I run the sales team all across Canada. We've got a team of about 15 sales reps from coast to coast and warehouses uh, with, you know, glass on the ground all, all across Canada. But yeah, it's been a pretty wild ride over the last 17 years of seeing this industry go from literally a cottage industry where it was only going on remote cabins and on RVs to being something that everybody wants and is more economical than the local utility. So it's been a very large change as we've seen over the years. What do you enjoy most? about working in this industry yourself? Uh, the rapid pace change, all the technology changes, everything that you need to be on top of. I'm very technical minded. I like to know uh, about solutions driven. And so, you know, moving a widget isn't as exciting as trying to make a whole home solution for somebody and be using the most recent and best technologies for different application uses a lot of parts of your brain that you would get maybe bored or stagnated in, in another uh, line of work. So my uh, educational background is economics and accounting. And I was going in that direction. And then I found sales and I just fell in love with the sales side of it, the interpersonal relationships that you could build in the industry. And there isn't a boring day. Uh, Also, I fell in with a really great group of like a team, Uh, the team at Charge Solar, our leadership team have members on that have been in since the the mid 90s. So we've got longevity of our leadership team there. And it's been a great group to, to work with and I haven't seen a reason to change. We've changed company names a couple times, but <laughs> the, the core group of people have still been there the whole time. Amazing. Wow. With your experience, I mean, you're a great guy to chat to about the industry as a whole. Now, Charge is a supplier of products. Shift, obviously, we purchase a lot of our uh, products, inverters and panels and things like that from you. Let's talk about the supply chain. Did that get affected with COVID? Is it still causing problems? Great question. If you were to ask me that question six months ago, I'd say we're still in the middle of it. Uh, It has eased off recently. Uh, Inverter supply has gotten a little bit better outside of uh, commercial inverters, some chargers. There's still some uh, holdoffs with the chip supply. Communication devices are still affected. So yeah, if you if you go back to uh, 2020, the peak of COVID, uh, we saw probably about a 10% reduction in business, which is not abnormal um, in, in that period of time. And then since then, the ramp up of the solar industry has been exponential. It's been two and three times business sizes. You guys have been growing at an ex- exponential pace. We've been doing the same with like 
thousands of customers all across Canada and not all of them are of your size, but there are certain ones that are, even if they were installing one system a year, they're now installing 10 or 12 a year. So we do see that growth all across the industry, which has made the supply chain even harder because they were having chip component shortages and exponential growth at the same time. If you're a manufacturer and you're forecasting, let's say even 150% growth year over year, and it ends up being two or three X, you're going to have problems supplying that equipment into your, your people. So we also heard uh, just was down at the RE plus show, uh, previously solar power international in Anaheim and they're just had their IRA. So they're, they basically had an extension of their tax credits for 10 years. And so that's put a lot of stability into their market and it's going to have uh, a lot of growth continuing for the next 10 years into the United States. And Canada is, you know, 10% of the size and less than 10% of the uh, market size that we have from the United States. So we're taking them as a crystal ball of this exponential growth as it comes in. And we're predicting that as they continue to grow, there will still be supply constraints, but those will mostly be based off of the growth issues as opposed to actual componentry issues. So we have ear to the ground with chipset manufacturers and the people who have struggled through this time. And they're all saying that the end is in sight for them. So yeah, with the equipment that is still hard to get, commercial inverters specifically, that's starting to ease and we're going to see that come online into next year amazing well and you hit the nail on the head not only was it covid but it was the demand i mean the increase in demand is just unreal like you said you kind of touched on it in the beginning but from when you started to now you mentioned it was just kind of cabins out of the gate and now full-on industrial buildings are getting it on their roofs we were also this fringe left-wing kind of hippie industry right? right and you could see that it was only early adopters who wanted to do it on their home there was when i started uh doing grid tie in 2007 there were a hundred year payback people were not doing it for an economic reason right and so now we've gone from this hippie left-wing uh thing to a center of the aisle we're the fluffy kitten now in the center of the aisle <laughs> where both left and right wing are comfortable with us and they're being promoted on both sides of the aisle as well it's on the conservative platforms because it's energy independence because it's you know empowering the end user to make their own decision that's very aligned with the the right wing's mantra right so we've gone completely across the aisle and we're in a much better position where people who don't even care about the green you know socioeconomic side of it are doing it purely for a financial gain and that's where we breached into the masses we go from the early adopters to the you know the mainstream purchasers now so what about cost i mean it has it has definitely gone down which is why it makes a great investment but do you see you know supply and demand is that cost creeping up now we have seen uh over the last say 12 months we've seen inverter costs go up anywhere between eight and twelve percent we've seen panel pricing go up uh between 10 and 15%. And we've seen racking extrusions from the metal side of it go up. Uh, We have seen a decrease recently on racking um, metal costs. We've seen panels kind of flatten out and there's word that those could come down slightly into next year. Well, soon to be seen. And then the inverter chipset, we're hoping that that'll smooth and come back down. So we think that we're kind of at the hump right now. Uh, And then there might be some easing of cost into next year. Uh, 
But if you look at it historically, I mean, we've come down like 800% in cost, right? Going back to 08, installs were going in between, you know, seven and $10 a watt. And now we're installed in the, you know, sub $3 a watt all day. And uh, just so you know, I mean, the US installed cost is 350 a watt US. So their installed cost is, you know, more than the cost and the exchange on yeah. top of it. What do you um, attribute that to? Uh, some of that is b- the product that we can buy. So we can buy solar panels that have a Chinese cell in them, uh, but are made in other countries. We can't buy a Chinese manufactured panel, whereas they have tariffs on that. They also have tariffs of about 30% on inverters coming into the country uh, from s- certain countries. So they have an inherent 30 to 40% more cost base on some of the major equipments. And their market is mature a little bit where and their utility rate is so high like they're we're we're paying you know call it on the top end 14 cents uh, a kilowatt hour and they're down there they're paying 20 to 30 cents us for the same power and Mm -hmm. you know the the value proposition doesn't need to be as aggressive as it does in canada so we're really market driven on price to make sure that the end user is getting the best value and it makes sense financially for them to do it then the U.S. is also building in a lot of financing to, into all of their projects because you on day one, minute one, can have less electrical costs than you're paying for the utility. If you're not putting solar in your house in California, New Jersey, right. you're actually losing money by not having it on your house. Right. Yeah. That's a motivational factor. Yeah. I mean, another great reason to go in Canada. It's booming, but it's still at that affordable mark. And yep. I've talked to a few shift clients and they've literally said, Oh, yeah, helping the planet, that's a great side effect, but I'm in it for the money. Right. That's yeah. exciting. Again, that's your your sweet spot that we've been able to hit. Yeah. And, you know, all the extra, the marketing of businesses and all that, that can just be an add-on over above the actual economic gain that they're getting. 100%. A few of them have just said, I just did it because my kids are all about the planet, so I'm doing <laughs> it for them, but I'm making money. Yeah. The future. What do you think it's going to keep on this trajectory? Do you think we're going to come to a crossroads? What do you, you're a man and been in this business a while. What do you see? Yeah. I mean, we call it the solar coaster for a reason because there's ups ups and downs. Uh, The... Next year, I think we have we see a very steady growth for next year. Greener Homes Grant doesn't seem like it's going anywhere to force a lot of the residential. Uh, there's independent provincial incentives. Uh, Manitoba just launched a three-year incentive program. Uh, there's it doesn't look like anything but sunny skies for next year. Um, but if you want to, you know, try to predict two, three, four years out, you're you're going to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> it, but it doesn't. You don't know which direction you're right. going to be wrong. You could be wrong and be very surprised and happy or you could be wrong and you know upset about that yeah, so sure. um yeah i always say that if you've done your forecasting and you hit your number right on the head there's a math error somewhere in there so right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah either way it's exciting it is it's uh like i said I, there there isn't a boring day in the office you're always learning something new there's always a curveball there's potentially a technology change there's just there's a lot of stuff Something you want to get out, somebody listening right now to the Solar PV cast. We have Brian Douglas here, VP of Sales with Charge Solar. Somebody listening, maybe a potential customer, a potential client, somebody just interested in solar. Do you have anything to uh, say to them? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, use the right equipment. I mean, that's uh, a big thing. We do see some people trying to, you know, nosedive to the least expensive, less proven. We pride ourselves on carrying product that is uh, proven into the industry. We aren't the first ones to jump on new technology. We vet it. We've got electrical and mechanical engineers that take sample products in, go through a testing process to make sure that it's something that we want to bring into our group of products. So uh, I just say be wary of uh, spot sales and spot deals out there on particular equipment that isn't necessarily the mainstream equipment. Make sure you've got your electrical certifications, uh, that it's Canadian certified too. There's a lot of product out there that is certified for other markets, but doesn't meet the Canadian standard. And that becomes a problem when you're trying to get it inspected and passed through, um, safety. So yeah, a lot of lessons learned in the industry. If we go back to the fit and microfit days in Ontario, one client got a screaming deal on a bunch of solar panels, got them shipped in directly from China, hooked them up, couldn't figure out why they weren't working, took pictures of them, everything, ended up being a high-definition photocopy of a solar panel underneath the cell. They made the entire thing, yeah. And they eventually figured out that they just bought a bunch of uh, (laughs) photocopied panels. So, yeah, you do got to be a little bit weary. There's another guy who bought a bunch of inverters. They pulled the CSA cert. It ended up being a certification for an electric razor, not for an inverter. So, yeah, there's some. there are some horror stories of you know sourcing material that is not to standards and that's that's one of the main thing also take the time to take training you know we put on an annual two-day training it's still not enough it's enough to help you get you know your base but every single inverter manufacturer every single panel manufacturer will have an in-depth training about their equipment those are generally a week to two weeks long to go over a bunch of the their gear that is all really necessary especially as we get into energy storage which is kind of the the wave of the future and a lithium battery is a it's a bomb right it's a product that you have to take the care and handling with you have to get trained you have to get certified you know dangerous goods transportation all that sort of stuff so it would almost make sense to contact Contact somebody like Shift. <laughs> <laughs> that would make all the sense in the world. There, you guys are experienced with installing battery systems, and and we're um, getting products from you guys, yeah. <laughs> and you're giving the AOK to them. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the exciting thing at uh, RE Plus, the show, the big annual show in the United States, was everybody has a storage solution now. You see Generac coming online with one. You see Briggs and Stratton, who we buy our Simplify batteries from, coming online with them. So there's, there's a lot of new ones that are coming into the market from proven household name companies. And that's really exciting because back in the day you were buying from a brand that, you know, maybe the BMS was put together by a guy in a garage. Right. That's, that's, that's not what I want to put in my home. Yeah. I want to have a big name brand company who has gone through the research and development and has a team of lawyers on retainer in, right. case, <laughs> in case something goes wrong. So yeah, yeah that's uh, the long and short of why you should go with a name brand storage solution. Just before we wrap up energy storage. Yeah. I mean, um, we're seeing a lot of people asking about it here at shift. We do those installs. Never mind solar, you are seeing a growth in that as well, hey, in demand? Absolutely, yeah. You're seeing a lot more lithium installations going in, even in instances of off-grid. I mean, they're, the lead acid is still strong. People have the mantra of lead is dead is, is not accurate. There's still a lot of flooded lead acid systems, uh, AGM lead acid systems going in. Um, but you do see a ramp up of lithium on the marketplace right now. 
and it's been uh, a growth curve. It's not, a, we're not quite there. We use the United States as our crystal ball of what it's going to look like in three to five years. And we see where we're at right now. We're just at the adoption phase of solar, whereas they have a customers who have solar already and are looking to add to the system mm. by adding storage systems to that to create even further energy independence. Right. And so we're still at kind of the adoption phase of getting solar on everybody's roof. And then we'll in three years or so, it won't be one in every 10 or 20 systems that get storage it'll be half of the systems that get storage at that point right. and and that's what we're seeing and we keep our eye very close to what's going on in other markets and you know as our electrical costs go up for uh, cost per kilowatt from bc hydro we're going to see more and more people want to get on the storage adoption side of things you know your stuff like you said, you've been around, hey? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've been surrounded by some very smart people, and I like to learn by osmosis. So. I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, I'm learning a ton from you, man. I appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, this won't be the last time you'll join us. You bet. Well, thank you for taking the time. Again, shout out to you guys for being a major uh, installer all up and down the island. I understand you've expanded into Halifax now. Great installations. We hear nothing but good things about you guys in the field. I hope to continue to this uh, partnership and would love to do this again appreciate that thank you very much brian douglas vp of sales from charge solar joining the podcast thanks brian thanks chris the solar pv cast by shift with chris palliser to begin your solar journey visit shift.ca